0: May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be free from harm. May all beings love life. May all beings awaken. Welcome to another Geek Audio mini podcast. I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship, and able to get out and do whatever it is you want, Within the limitations of the universal precept of do as little harm as possible. So today we have another um, outtake from Zenith right now. More teaching stories and anecdotes of Shunju Suzuki. Uh, So here we have a student saying, uh, I'm going to go look and see who this was. I think I can find it. Yep, uh, I th- it's who I thought it was. It's uh, Janet Sturgeon. Uh, and it's true, she says here. <laughs> uh, she says, Suzuki Roshi made comments about me and my many boyfriends. One evening, while I was standing on the stairs at Page Street with Harriet Buffington, as Suzuki Roshi was about to pass us, he stopped, looked at us, and said, You know, it's all right to have as many boyfriends as you want. You just have to remember every name. Uh, <laughs> He said that to Alan Marlowe, too, who also had many lovers of both genders. Uh, not while he was a Zen center. Uh, he'd, um, or, you know, at Tassahara, Alan would be pretty strict with himself in some ways, in others, he'd be on his own trip. But in that way, uh, he, uh, he didn't. But he would very extreme otherwise in his uh, life in the outside world. But anyway, that's new we're talking about. We're talking about Jan. Well, we're talking about both of them, right? Because they were both, as she said, rather promiscuous at that point in their lives. And Alan, pretty much always, except when he was in ta or living in the building. Um, so um, I... I, I, what I wonder is, uh, where did Suzuki get this from? I mean, a lot of the things he said were part of the enormous reservoir of sayings and jokes and uh, uh, whatever from Japan. It could have been uh, something he heard uh, a student say to somebody else and thought was funny and just thought he'd repeat. He got stuff from us, too. Um, but... Anyway, uh, you know, it sounds like well, so was uh, just a joke, and, and and that's true. It's just a passing comment. But what it points to is his attitude toward uh, us and our uh, and our, uh, you know, our different habits of uh, having boyfriends and girlfriends and mating and uh, there was, um, you know, people tend to like when they're talking about uh, some group or something they'll they'll say everybody so-and-so, like everybody was screwing everybody else or everybody was taking drugs. It's not that way. It's um, there were uh, some people uh, who were, Very promiscuous. It was definitely a minority. Uh, And um, there were some people who were celibate. There were some people who were, uh, you know, the type of shy person or something who isn't really celibate but isn't going to. Uh, have a mate unless the time is right. A lot of people were concentrating on their practice and didn't want to get that complication. Uh, So there were all sorts of different, uh, you know, different uh, levels of promiscuity from none to lots. At Tassahara. Much less, of course, but there there was uh, a uh, a what would you, there was a range there too, but it tended to be on uh, on the lower end. Uh, none are you know, uh, but couples would form there, and it was acceptable. Uh, There was a six-month rule, but Richard Baker instituted that. That was um, when you come to Zen Center and if you're living at the center or at Tassajara or something, you should, um, you know, refrain from uh, having a boyfriend or girlfriend or a mate or whatever. For for the first six months, you can concentrate on – familiarizing yourself with the practice. And uh, for those of us who were past the six months, it was leave people alone their first six months. And there we'd have a range of who followed that and who didn't, Uh, but mainly people following. And uh, uh, it was very promiscuous times uh, the entire time Suzuki was in America, coming, say, arriving at the end of sort of the beatnik area. Now, the beatnik thing didn't, did, it wasn't something to everybody, but to these, to a large number of those in the subculture he was around, the, the, the beatnik, uh, phenomena, it was hardly a subculture. It was, uh, was, was, uh, influential. And then there's post-beatnik, and then in, uh, the, the, the hippie thing starts happening, you know, gradually in the early 60s and getting into full bloom around 65, 66, 67. 67, I'd say was the height. And, uh, But it continued, but there was a lot of declining uh, of it, uh, too, in some ways. But not with everybody. I mean, it continues now. Um, But, all right, but the point here is that Suzuki was open to it. And he was a traditional Zen Buddhist Japanese teacher in America. Uh, that, That... that sort of permissiveness—I uh, I don't think there's any. Uh, there wasn't anything like that where he came from. There, there was. There wasn't the Puritanism that America had. There was more of a "don't ask, don't tell" sort of thing. Um, but anyway, uh, a lot of teachers would encourage people to. Uh, you know would think want their priests to be celibate or and there there was a general idea in American culture if you're going to study religion be serious you should be celibate or monogamous um, and th- that idea was its or somewhat but um he just maybe maybe you know he just gave up this isn't my culture you know and but that tended to be his thing on on pot you know was he wouldn't be against it uh he just said well don't don't get um, don't don't get high when you come here but you know he'd seen all these people come and be interested in practice because of psychedelics and um uh, so he and Katagiri both, you know, they couldn't really put it down, but it was, well, just leave it out of here, you know. And Suzuki would say, well, they'll, they'll get orders to they get into practice. Well, I think he would have said he, he had the same feeling uh, about mating, that uh, as one gets into practice, one will uh, be- become will lose interest in being promiscuous. But he encouraged people who were gonna be mating to choose one and to get married. Or you know, or you know, just to choose one. And you could you could be a, a an unmarried couple and be recognized. Anyway, you see what I mean? Uh that his open mindedness in that area was significant. And uh, it would be very easy for a Zen Center to have become an uptight puritanical organization because that that urge is deep in American culture. And um, anyway, that's enough. That's enough. I'm just sort of rambling around that. But um, uh, I think it's... Uh, it's um it's something I appreciate from him. Uh, anyway, thank, thank you. you. This has been a cuke audio mini podcast. I'm DC Poopa of Cuke Audio and Cuke Archives, coming to you from sleepy Senor with doghead bandita, feline cuchita, and dear lovely Kudrinka, and we're wishing you and yours and all of us a grand awakening you oh.